0: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Cleggett, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to
1: Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett of Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, how are you this evening?
2: I am, I am glad that we're out of the polar vortex. <laughs>
1: yes, well, we, uh, we dodged the bullet on that one.
2: I saw a funny meme, and it said uh, the polar vortex needs to wear a bra. pull it up get it up out of the south it was very funny
1: (laughs) no uh your daughter doing better after the uh big fall the big fall last week doing
2: better and her little permanent tooth is tightened up so she is happy as she can be there
1: we go that's good to hear Uh, our our best well wishes to her from the uh, wptf family Uh, here well nicole let's let's get right into it we've got two wonderful guests lined up for this evening so let's get to our first guest here in the studio
2: so I'm super excited to have with us today, John Hartnett, and he is the marketing director of Spring Arbor Senior Living of Apex. That's and, right. And we're going to be talking a lot about um, assisted living, um, kind of some of the myth, myths and facts about assisted living, and really when folks ought to be thinking about it.
3: Well, thank, it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, when I got the invitation, I, I wanted to jump at the opportunity to come and dispel some myths about assisted living and let everyone know that there's a good fit for their family no matter what's going on uh, the biggest myth is it's a nursing home and it's not it's mm-hmm. a fancy apartment complex with services yeah, um, true all it's, it's more close it's closer to a cruise ship than mm-hmm. to a nursing home so uh, you know every day someone comes in and they say you know my mom is very forgetful uh my mom you know Needs skilled care because she's using a walker. My mom has 15 medications. She's mm-hmm. a diabetic. Uh, she needs 24 nursing care. Well, there are good options out there. One mm-hmm. of them is my community, but this is where I'm the worst salesperson <laughs> in senior living because there are a thousand wonderful options right here in the Raleigh Durham area.
2: There sure are. And, you know, um, I like your analogy of a cruise ship because it really depends on what you where you feel comfortable because all assisted livings are you know regulated they have a certain base level of standards and and um things that they need to be able to provide for the older adult and their family but then when you move on from there, you know, sometimes it's about aesthetics, sometimes it's about, you know, do they have additional staffing so that they can provide additional care? Sometimes it's about, um, you know, really the philosophy of that organization. And some organizations want to have a particular type of resident, like perhaps all memory care people sure. with a cognitive impairment. Some people would rather have more of the folks that can do more of their um, activities of daily living, like brush, um, bathing, dressing, grooming a little bit more independently, and others are willing to kind of walk along that person through the end of their journey and even allow hospice in.
3: That's right. Uh, aging in place is one of the most important things when mm-hmm. searching for uh, an assisted living community. You want to find a community that has a good reputation, whether as a company or as a, a single entity, that works with agencies such as transitions or works with agencies uh, such as home care to, to bring in additional services as the scope of assisted living is is bypassed um assisted living what we can do we can assist with medications Mm -hmm. we can assist with bathing dressing grooming toileting we can do all that stuff but we can't do say feeding tubes or something like that Mm -hmm. um when someone moves into an assisted living one of the most important documents we have is an advanced directive or a living will Mm -hmm. and the family lets us know what the wishes are of the family so when we move in a resident And we create a plan of care catered specifically to our loved one. So if mom is completely independent with X, Y, and Z, let her be independent. We're gonna set her up for success with everything under the sun. And then if she has a bad day, we're gonna help her with X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But when the time comes as we age, as illnesses progress, as dementia progresses, we present options. And one of the options is staying at home with us Mm -hmm. and bringing in transitions, life care, you know, or whatever service is needed.
2: Exactly. And, you know, I think it's super important, you know, when families are thinking about the future. Now, this is one area where we can all improve because in this society we are very crisis driven and we usually wait for that big accident to occur before we hop on the bus and really start looking at options. But if you are somebody who is going to be more proactive, which I would ext- really advise, um, it's really important to really look at what conditions mom or dad has now and really have an open and honest conversation with those primary care physicians to say, typically, what's the trajectory of this chronic illness? What does it look like you know, in 10 years if mom has rheumatoid arthritis or congestive heart failure or pulmonary disease or dementia? And then when you're going around looking at assisted living communities ask questions about, you know, in what instances would mom have to leave here? Because one thing's for sure, you don't want to have to make a transition when things are getting really, really tough for that person, because that's not only stressful on you as a family, but that individual resident.
3: Very, very true. Um, another thing, when, when someone, there's an, right after Christmas, uh, yeah. everyone goes home mm-hmm. and they visit with mom and dad, and there's something alarming that's when my phone starts blowing oh up. yeah
2: january is busy month and
3: people come in and they say you know what um, mom's not eating well mom is forgetting to take medication she's not walking well anymore or maybe she just got out of the hospital from you know heaven forbid pneumonia or she had a fall and we go through the process and it stops mm-hmm. we're we're scared to move mom into assisted living and i get the phone call well we're going to wait for the big accident
2: they actually say that literally. They, they
3: actually say, "We're going to wait for a big event. We're going to wait for something to happen, and then we'll pull the trigger. We'll make this happen." There's there's a couple of things going on there. One, they're afraid to talk to mom. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to say, "Mom, I'm a caregiver. I'm not a son." Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. Um, they also forget that mom is 89 years old and she's lived through more than we can possibly imagine at this point in time. She can take a tough conversation. So I mm-hmm. encourage having a conversation. Mm-hmm. If you need, call the physician, get the physician to steer the ship, and and going back to the cruise ship, uh, (laughs) get the, the physician to say, I really suggest before this big incident, you go look and explore assisted livings, explore independent livings, explore memory cares, and have a plan because she would really benefit from the services or he would benefit from the services of a a good community.
2: And I think also you know people are waiting for that big accident and the big accident occurs and then assisted living may not ever be an option.
3: You can totally bypass it altogether uh, and you then you're you are talking a nursing home or you're talking death frankly or death uh, yeah um that has happened Yeah, you know yep. um, more often than not unfortunately
2: yeah i mean my own grandmother you know she fell did the typical you know fell at 80 you know, was standing on a step stool in her kitchen which she was very stubborn. She's like, "Me, this will probably be my life too." But standing on a step stool in the kitchen, went to reach for a box of food, fell off the step stool, fell on the ground, broke her hip, laid there for a day, ended up having surgery for, you know, a hip fracture, ended up staying in rehab for 6 months and died. I mean,
3: yeah. That's um,
2: that is more typical than it's not.
3: It is um, it is something that doesn't need to happen. Right. You know, um I had one gentleman that moved in with me once upon a time World War II veteran very very best word to think of is a curmudgeon (laughs) and his daughter had been trying to talk him into talk him into talk him into uh, moving into an assisted living community I went and visited him at home and he told me John you'll have to pull my my cold dead hand off my front door before you get me into an assisted living community (laughs) and then he had a health scare Mm -hmm. a serious health scare he had a heart attack Um, he was in his 90s he was very fortunate to survive it and after he went through some rehab, he came and he, you know, begrudgingly, even walking through the front door, begrudgingly moved in. But then something beautiful happened. He met somebody who served with, in the same theater of World War II that he served mm. in. They both fought on Iwo Jima. Next thing you know, they're, they're, they're tight at the hip. They're thick best as thieves. friends. <laughs> thick as thieves. And he's like, why the heck didn't I do this a month ago?
1: Yeah, stories like that just make it make it all worth it. We've got John Hartnett here in the studio. He's the marketing director of Spring Arbor Senior Living in Apex and we're going to continue our conversation all about assisted living and some of the common myths that we want to bust here on the program today. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of transitions life care on News Radio 680, WPTF.
0: This is Aging Matters. Care and Comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort
1: that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.org and uh, of course we want to remind everyone Transitions Life Care is celebrating their 40th anniversary here in the triangle and we certainly appreciate all the efforts that they provide and uh, it's it's truly an honor to be a part of the program here with you Nicole and Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. We've got John Hartnett here in the studio. He is the marketing director of Spring Arbor Senior Living in Apex and we're talking all about assisted Living and Nicole, we've got uh, to cram as much as we can about assisted living in another ten minutes here. So, good luck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's a big task. Um, So, I guess I I would really like to. You know, we sort of circled around this, but. You know who really should be thinking about assisted living? What are some of the things we should be looking out for? I mean, we heard a little bit about some of the calls you're getting, but really, in a perfect world for assisted living to do all they can do for a person, when should somebody really be accessing this level of care?
3: You know, that is a very good question, and, and, you know, the gut instinct is everybody. Uh, (laughs) I think we would all benefit from from a a more regimented uh, schedule, but if you go to mom's house and you notice that her meal plan is – to go to the restaurant and get two meals and pick off that for the week. If mom is making question, or dad is making questionable decisions with with money. Um, if mom just doesn't get around like she used to, these are good times to experience uh, and, and explore uh, an assisted living community. Um, you know, we talk about waiting for the big accident, but there are so many things that go off before the big accident happens that always causes some concern. So if you have any concern, um, I encourage you, whether it's Spring Arbor of Apex, or like I said, there's so many assisted living communities in the area, just drop in unexpected and talk to the person and say, you know what, this is what's going on with my mom. You know, she's not taking her medications. She left the gas stove on. She has been falling more often. or she just, she's just kind of shutting down and not wanting to go outside anymore. You know, she, she's not as social as she used to be. There are so many different flags that can go off, um, and it's a good time, because what, what assisted living is gonna do for somebody is it's going to, again, encourage independence, It's go, we're gonna take care of medications, and we're gonna assess what does this person need to, need to be successful with their daily activities. Um, on top of that, just like our guy before the break, she's going to make friends she's going to be socialized um i when i introduce my activities director and this shows my age i always introduce her (laughs) as the julie of our love boat she's the person that's going to find what's that special button to push with mom to engage her um movement is medicine we do activities and everyone does activities of uh, exercise, getting out, socializing, that's the best medicine to try and habilitate somebody and keep them at a a strong baseline for as long as possible before whatever ailment they're going through turns its ugly head and, and goes to the next level.
2: If I may, let me ask you a question about guilt. I know one of the things that we face at Transitions Guiding Lights when family caregivers finally make the step to give us a call to say, I don't know where to start but things are not going well. One of the biggest issues that they have is a promise that they've made to mom and dad. I will never put you in a home. I mean, that's just. I mean, I'm mean, i gonna say the words because this is what people are thinking in their heads. And then how do they go back on that and edit that and make a different reality, the reality of one of their parents?
3: Well, we're not a, again, we're not a nursing home, so you're not breaking that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, have the tough conversation of the struggles you're having as a caregiver, not mm-hmm. as a child. Um, if someone is having struggles as a caregiver, um, call your local senior living community and see if they have a support group because there's a lot of good resources for you to kind of cope with that. But back to mom and dad, again, we're talking war survivors. We're talking mm-hmm. people who've run companies. We're talking about people who've Just raised life children. life scars in
2: general. <laughs> you know, they have life scars in general. They
3: can take one tough conversation where you're at your wit's end. Then encourage them to come to... Um, a senior living community activity Mm -hmm. or just to pop in go to lunch and see that you know what there are more people smiling than not smiling Mm -hmm. there are more people celebrating life and engaged and having fun than than moping in the corner you know um it really is a good a good senior living community is a joyful place Mm -hmm. it's a place where Mom knows how tough it is for her to stay at home. Mm-hmm. When she gets into a good community, and we take care of the cooking, the cleaning, the medication, all this stuff, you know what? She can have fun. She can go to the zoo. She can go to um, church on Sunday with her daughter. She, you know, it's not a prison. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just a place. It's not senior living. It's better living. Mm-hmm. That's what a good community does for it. It allows your your loved one to live better, and that's worth starting with a tough conversation.
2: So let's talk money, because yes. this can't be free. Medicare doesn't pay for this, does it? <laughs>
3: uh, no. Well, Medi- Medicare covers nothing, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Medicaid is a different story, uh, and not, a, not necessarily a good one. Um, in this area of North Carolina, and I want to say in all of North Carolina, the average assisted living cost is right around $5,000 a mm-hmm. month. Now, if you are a surviving spouse of a veteran, uh, if you are an honorably discharged discharge wartime veteran, there is an aid and attendance benefit that you may qualify for. Um, there are agencies, every single senior living salesperson in the area has a packet at their desk with how to get the ball rolling to get those services. That can be $1,000 to $3,000 a month, which seriously cuts into that $5,000. Um, there are agencies that will help you sell your home. There are agencies that will give you bridge loans. If it's an emergency and you need to place dad somewhere, there are agencies will give you a, a bridge loan on the sale of your home with very, very wonderful uh, contractual uh, obligations where they're not going to put a lien on your home. Um, there, you know, one thing, and I encourage everyone between 40 and, and 55 to do this, is look and see about getting a long-term care insurance policy. Um some families have what they call nursing home. And again, this is where it gets confusing. Mm -hmm. There are nursing home policies that were bought in the eighties. When
2: these things didn't exist. When assisted
3: living didn't (laughs) exist. But guess what? More often than not, they cover assisted living costs.
2: Because it's cheaper. It is cheaper. It makes sense for them to cover assisted living over. Exactly,
3: exactly. So there is a lot of services out there, Uh, but at the end of the day, it is is pricey, you know? there are several communities, not all communities, that do work with special assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, my, The company I work for, we do allow a and spend special down special
2: assistance has to do with Medicaid.
3: Special assistance is kind of an offshoot of Medicaid where um, a person runs out of money. They do a two-year spin-down uh, at a, a specific community. Uh, spin-down meaning you pay privately for two years. Then you're out of money. What do you do? You contact uh, your local social worker, uh, DHHS, and you get the ball rolling for, for uh, Medicaid, they approve you, then they have someone else assess you for special assistance hours, which covers a portion of the bill, plus your Social Security. Best case scenario, it pays about $2,400, $2,500 of an assisted living community. Now, it does fall to the family to figure out how to make up the difference, because no one's going to take straight Medicaid. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people. Uh, the closer you get to downtown Raleigh, the more expensive it is uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, or Chapel Hill, for that matter. <laughs> so sometimes the best option is going outside and looking at uh, looking at Rocky Mount, looking at Wilson, looking um, in Burlington, because sometimes you'll find a little more agreeable costs uh, away from the city limits of Raleigh. But you're still going to be in the four to five thousand dollar range. Um, but there's always there, you know, every salesperson out there, uh, we're kind of like, uh, you know, we want our company to be happy, but more importantly, we want the families to be happy. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, you know an incentive we can throw out there, sometimes you can get a nice little discount on, on on a monthly rate for a while.
2: So if folks want more information about your long-term care organization, how do they do that?
3: Just come on by and see me at Spring Arbor of Apex, uh, 901 Spring Arbor Court. Um, they can call me directly at uh, 919-303-9990. But most importantly, and I would love everyone in Raleigh and Durham to come see me, (laughs) but if there is a good community near you that you've driven by, stop in one day. Just stop in and talk to the salesperson or anyone there and and get a feel for what assisted living could do for your family.
2: You're not cheating on mom and dad by doing that. It's okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to go see what are the options out there.
1: That's great advice. John Hartnett, Marketing Director with Spring Arbor Senior Living. Again, that address, 901 Spring Arbor Court in Apex. You can also reach them by phone at 919-303-9990. 919-303-9990. A quick break and back and more with Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680, WPTF.
0: This is Aging Matters, Care and Comfort that Surrounds You on News Radio 680, WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claygid from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong news radio 680 WPTF this
1: is aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care jason Kong here with nicole Cleggett. nicole we're uh switching gears here a little bit and we're going to talk about something that is uh, a topic that we tend to get to pretty frequently here on the program and that's because there's uh seems to be a lot of new information related to Alzheimer's and lots of research going on. And it's it's always good to address this because this is becoming, you know, one of the most feared diseases when it comes to just people in general.
2: It sure is. So I am truly blessed to be talking again today with Lisa Roberts. She's the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association Eastern North Carolina chapter. And we have I mean if 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 you've had a pulse in the last week, you have heard a lot of interesting news hitting uh, mainstream media about Alzheimer's research and what's going on and what they're finding and links of different things related to you know, not taking care of ourselves and then that resulting in uh, ultimately potentially Alzheimer's disease. So let's jump right in, Lisa.
4: Hello, Nicole. Thank
2: you again for having
4: me. It's always great to be here with you and Jason and to share with everyone. And you are absolutely right. The exciting news, even though we are dealing with this devastating disease, the sixth leading um, cause of death in the U.S., is the fact that we're really getting very hopeful research. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of days, like you mentioned, Nicole, there was a... Clinical study finding on the effect of gum disease, mm. and what a lot of these studies, I would say, of late in the last probably eighteen to twenty four months, are coming up with exactly what you said: our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, the what we've been saying for years: what's good for the heart is good for the brain, and you know we. I know so many, including myself, that struggle with healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. interventions. And what's more evidenced in the research findings is, you know, like the gum disease. Um, Literally, the fact that it's traveling and Mm. making its way to the brain and to, yeah, is, is... amazing It's
2: amazing, and you know we've known for years that gum disease is linked with heart conditions, yes. heart attacks, and well, duh. Yeah. Well, obviously the b- blood's getting pumped through the heart, and then it go. I mean, it's going to living it
4: all together. And I know. Evidence. It's amazing,
2: it? right? So, so I dentists think, are going to become more rich. Oh, if, <laughs> if that's possible, we're all going to get gum scaling yeah, done. <laughs>
4: absolutely, absolutely. I go every three months myself. At least that's one thing I can try to uh, You do have together. beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, it also, lifestyle and Just speaking of that, um, Nicole, you and I were talking about what's called the Sprint Mind Study. Mm-hmm. And that link, again, what's good for the heart is good for the brain. They're finding that if you keep your blood pressure lower yes. than 120.
2: Yes. Because we used to think that was the perfect range. Now they're telling you not so much.
4: That's it. So that whole connection of years of the Alzheimer's Association preaching what's good for the heart is good for the brain is so promising Mm -hmm. that we as the Alzheimer's Association have extended and and provided grant funding for extensive two years to extend that study because the results were so promising. And last week that was just recorded in the uh, medical journals. Wow! So we're excited about having our researchers from all over the world uh, join us in L.A. in July for yeah. AAIC, which is the largest international conference for research in Alzheimer's and related disorders. And what's so impressive is the fact that they are literally finding that these lifestyle interventions keeping it below 120 keep in the intensive study and below um, 140 is a standard study they looked at two groups Mm -hmm. and what they're finding is that basically reduced um, dementia and Mm -hmm. mci which is mild cognitive impairment so it was so promising until that just came out the other day too so lots of amazing hopeful good research to affect lives and help with the ridding of this disease,
2: and so I know, you know, not only is there a huge emphasis nationally, also locally, the association does some amazing things. We are truly blessed in this area, having so many research hospitals. And yeah. so, talk to us a little bit about what you're involved with here.
4: We do. We are really excited. This past year, um, we gave three new investigator grants to researchers, local researchers, two at Duke and one at UNC, where they will have new research labs that are set up in a variety of different areas and we will be featuring those local researchers at our april twenty sixth research event it's called accelerating the pace Mm -hmm. which will be a spotlight on not just our local research but also talking to our national research and our international um, involvement as a convener and a funder of research so not only will we have our local researchers here and we welcome everyone to come out um, to that event there will be ceus that will be available as well and um, we will also have our one of our key stars from our medical science um, department in chicago at the national office dr heather schneider will be here as well
2: So talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, besides your research symposium coming up, what other events are going on with the local association if people want to get involved? Sure, there's so many. Um, We have programs, free education and
4: training every day. And we go out to corporations and organizations. And you just had a wonderful guest on from Spring Arbor. Mm -hmm. Um, So we literally service the community with free education and programs. Um, So that's going on always and then in addition to those we have initiatives such as the longest day which is a way to honor caregivers it has both a very honorable aspect to it and it's also um, a way to fundraise teams to do what you love and the uh, key thing that we're saying this year is always on the summer solstice Mm -hmm. longest day of the year so we say the day with the most light is the day that we fight and oh. we, we do that in honor of caregivers and people who have been touched nationwide um, for that. So we have a lot of activities that will be going on across eastern North Carolina, across basically the U.S. um, for that. Uh, We have uh, exciting, the Caregiver Summit with Transitions Life Care and you um, that we'll be doing. So there's so many activities, and I would really highly encourage everyone to visit our website Mm -hmm. at alz.org/nc for additional information. We have our calendars up. We have support groups. We have early stage support groups. And we're adding activities every day to serve the community.
2: So let's talk a little bit about, um, specifically, if if I was listening to the show now and I have a loved one that mm-hmm. I'm really starting to notice that there's mm-hmm. some beginnings of a cognitive impairment, sure. um, you know, is it appropriate, you know, it sounds like the organization does a lot of research and, and, and that sort of thing. Is it appropriate to reach out to you directly for support and help?
4: Absolutely. And thank you for asking that, Nicole. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can reach us at 1-800-272-3900. That's our what we call our helpline but what we internally call is our lifesavers because we're in the office we're local here in Raleigh and we serve the 51 counties you're welcome to stop by um, we have a licensed clinical social worker on on staff we handle complex um, care consultations as well so um, we have a whole programs team that supports that effort so locally you can stop by and visit us we're right on Glenwood Avenue here in Raleigh but 24 hours a day if you have five minutes you're a caregiver which you rarely have, <laughs> um, you can call our 800 number. If we are not there because it's two o'clock in the morning, we literally follow up every morning with anything that has been marked as a chapter follow up. Awesome. So we we're, we're really want to be a lifeline for everyone who needs us. And sometimes you don't know what you need. So there's informational referral. It could be just simply, what do I do? What are the signs I'm starting to see?
2: And when we come back, I'd love to hit on some of those signs, just Absolutely. for those listening, you know, because a lot of times people say hindsight is twenty twenty, and sure. they wish they had realized some of the things they were seeing were signs. So I think it's always important to kind of talk about that.
1: Sure. Yeah, we'll go over those signs because it's very important to be aware of them because you don't want it to be one of those things where hindsight, you're looking back and saying, oh, man, I, I wish we would have paid more attention to this we'll have more of those with Lisa Roberts she's the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association Eastern North Carolina chapter right after this you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care on news radio 680 wptf
0: This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Cliggett, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of
1: Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.com. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest this evening is Lisa Roberts. She's the Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association, Eastern North Carolina Chapter. And, of course, we've had a conversation all about Alzheimer's, and we're going to continue that. And right before the break, Nicole, we mentioned that we were going to talk about some of the warning signs or some of the symptoms that we may need to look out for when it comes to Alzheimer's.
2: You know, just like our first guest was talking about, uh, John, from Spring Arbor, you know, people come back from Christmas time and they saw mom. Or dad, and they hadn't spent that amount of time perhaps with them in a while, and now they're suddenly like, Ooh, something just isn't right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think one of the things that often happens to families, at least the families that I engage with, is you know, all of a sudden it all comes together and you realize, oh, that's been happening for a while. And so is that. Oh, and so is that. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was, you know, she's just getting older. She's not you know, depressed or she's this or she's that. But the reality of it is it was really a grouping of symptoms that ended up being a cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little about those signs, Lisa. Sure. Nicole, you bring up such a great point. Um, We have uh, on
4: our website, and it's available even if you call the 800 number, know the 10 signs. Basically, anything that is disruptive to mm. your daily living surrounding mm. communication, memory, the ability to focus, pay attention, um, reasoning, sometimes a visual impairment, those symptoms to, and the, the uh, severity of those systems uh, those symptoms, excuse me, they basically indicate that there may be an issue. So I'll give you an example. We did not put together with personally my mother. Um, she was having issues with the constant like repeating, mm-hmm. but we just figured, oh, she. He talks to so many people on the phone, she probably for- thinks it's my aunt, not me. And, yeah. uh, and, and then I noticed myself saying, Mom, you told me that already. You told me, Oh, I did. I'm not sure. Really, too <laughs> sure. So, typically, memory is where you see that first inclination, mm-hmm. you know, constantly asking, you what, know, time what time is time it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, what uh, not remembering that they ate mm-hmm. or. Looking at uh, something that should be very familiar, or driving or going to a very Mm -hmm. familiar place, and there's no recognition. Um, We had a family whose mother went to the same church, you know, 30 years, took the same route always when she drove and they started noticing that you know that she was wandering and getting mm-hmm. lost and not really able to follow directions it could be as simple as your grandmother or your parent or your aunt or uncle cousin oh their famous recipe for apple pie they put something in it that is not remotely mm-hmm. supposed to be in apple pie not
2: doing the steps the right way absolutely using so silverware you got it you got it things.
4: um uh, our CEO tells a story of the heartbreak that he had at a family gathering where his mother-in-law cut the forgot how to cut a pie mm-hmm. and just cut a circle in the oh. middle of it, and that was his like aha moment. Like, okay, we can't ignore this. There's a problem this. here. There's a problem. Um, my mom worked in retail for decades. I mean, since I was a that's little where you got your girl. sense of
2: style. Well, <laughs>
4: but I tell you, um, she it was different. And with numbers and she loved numbers and that was her thing and we started noticing things like classic, you know, can't balance the checkbooks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not really, re- but did not put everything together. I definitely represent one of those families that, you know, didn't know the 10 signs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, as Jason was saying earlier. So we recommend highly that you visit us at alz.org slash 10 signs mm-hmm. so that you can get that kind of information And there's even a checklist Mm -hmm. so that, you know, because Alzheimer's still has a stigma. It's a very difficult disease. It's a lot of fear tied to it. So someone thinks, oh, I forgot. Oh, I I can't remember where my keys Mm -hmm. were. Well, you remember that you forgot. That's a that's a that's, good that's, that's a, that's good, a thing. good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. When you forgot that you forgot, that's something different. Right. It's the severity with these symptoms. Yeah. It's
2: not just that you put orange juice in the pantry. I did that last week. Exactly. Versus the refrigerator, it's you know. <laughs>
4: exactly. You hit the nail on the head. So we really um, look for the the abnormal, mm-hmm. if you will, the the severe symptoms that can be an indication to a family that they need to. Seek medical attention.
2: You know, another one too that I think people sometimes might just put off to the side. And I'm not saying this is the definite, you know, sign yeah. that you have an Alzheimer's or dementia, but simply even like going out to dinner and your loved one saying, oh, I'll just have what you have because they're no longer able to piece together how to read yes. a menu, how to order. And it really becomes very isolating. So if you're finding that your loved one is used to be a social butterfly mm-hmm. and is really not out and about anymore and said, Oh, I never enjoyed playing cards with the ladies anyway. Mm -hmm. Probably not true. Probably something else is going on. It may not be dementia. Maybe they're just not feeling well. It could be a lot of different things. It could be their medication that's causing some kind of memory loss. So that's why it's really important. Nicole,
4: you bring up a really, really important point. I'll tell you one story about what we did. Um, We had a family who was having, you know, still wanting to engage with their family member who's having some cognitive issues. And it's interesting, they called the office, and there was another one of our chapters that had cards made up mm-hmm. that said, please be patient with me. I am with someone who has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And that was so wonderful, this little small business card that mm-hmm. you could carry with you and, and have the 800 number on the back. And it had information, mm-hmm. but just empowering the caregiver yep. with that just small gesture Mm -hmm. was so meaningful to them. And we, I mean, we do it, you know, it's been years, but we do it all the time Mm -hmm. um, when we're requested. And it's been useful. So.
2: I think another one, too, is uh, poor judgment. And one of the examples yes. that I like to use about that one is when I was actually working in an independent living community many years ago, and a gentleman, he would, you know, just just as um, John was saying, these places aren't prisons. You can come and go, you know, as, as you wish. And he would regularly take a cab, and he would go pick up all of his favorite things at the dollar store or whatever, mm-hmm. and he would come back. And it would this was going on for years. Everything was great. Well, then one day, the cab driver came in, and he said, you know, I think there's some different with him mm. and we said well what's going on he said well instead of pulling out the fare he gave me the wallet and said take what you need mm. there was a, there a was really a change short. in his ability to be able to calculate and add mm. and 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 the reality was we did some cognitive testing and there was the beginnings of a mild cognitive impairment there. Wow, that's so. exactly
4: right. You're exactly right. And I started to say this, Nicole, a little earlier when I talked about, I know the 10 signs. We even have a, a checklist for the caregiver mm-hmm. to take to the doctor yes, to Yes, so important. And because sometimes even the caregivers are thinking, well, maybe it's me, maybe I'm yep. going crazy. Yep. And you need that documentation to say, well, you know, last week this happened and really have the doctor focus and listen well, to, uh, to you. And also the aspect of that, is it, is it Alzheimer's so, right. or normal age-related memory loss, right. which we all encounter? So we have all of that information available because it is such a fear um, with this particular disease.
2: Taking notes and specific examples are super key because I don't know about you, but I tend to go to the doctor and I have in my mind a thousand questions that I want to ask. Sure. But then when I get in front of the doctor, it's just the whole pressure situation. Yes. You don't have a lot of time. There's more than just this one issue you need to discuss. And then... You know, when the doctor says, well, give me some examples, you're going to blank out. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, all the emotions tied up with, oh, my gosh, I'm already nervous. Could this be Alzheimer's from my mom or dad? And so it is just super important if you have things written out. Plus, that helps the doctor, you know, more than you just saying, no, you know, I think there's a cognitive impairment, test them. If you can give some true examples, that actually has more weight. Because they may just say, why don't you monitor it for a month and then come back with your questions. And that's a month lost. It
4: is. And I think it's really important we have... Work with several families that said my doctor didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. They just ignored my symptoms. But you know, having that documentation, having specific examples, being able even to convince your family members mm-hmm. who are not with the doctor or the, um, other, or caregiver the other caregiver families, the long distance ones, <laughs> absolutely, who yeah. have a lot to say a, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that is really important in getting a full picture of what might be going on with your loved one.
1: That's great advice. ALZ.org slash NC is the website. ALZ.org slash Signs is the way that folks can find some of the symptoms that we've talked about, Lisa.
4: Absolutely, Jason.
1: And can you give us that helpline number one more sure. time? Sure.
4: It's one 800 272 3900, 24 hours, seven days a week, including holidays.
1: That's a fantastic service available for folks. Lisa Roberts, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association Eastern North Carolina Chapter. Thank you so much. As Thank always, you. Lisa, for coming in this evening. Thank we you, appreciate it's
4: it. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
1: We are just about out of time for today. I want to remind everyone that you can go online to WPTF.com, head over to the Aging Matters section, and you can find this episode as well as every other episode that we've done here. Here of Aging Matters, a great resource for you and your family and loved ones to find information about being a caregiver and what that means and uh, some of the resources available to you. On behalf of Nicole Cleggett, I am Jason Kong, thanking you so much for joining us. We hope you do it again next Saturday evening at 7 for Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680. WPTF. Have a wonderful night.
0: You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.